and welcome to Conroe Bible Church. We're glad to hear you all here with us for today, Student Sunday. So there might be some surprises, might be some hiccups, but for sure there will be worship. So let's continue to worship together.
Okay, let's pray. Uh, dear God, thank you that we can all come out here today, and uh, thank you that uh, we all made it here safely, and um, I pray for any anyone who isn't here today or who's watching on Zoom, uh, please be with them, and uh, thank you for your grace, and uh, please help us just remember everything that you've done as we go back home this week, and in Jesus' name, amen. And the Sunshine Kids Club can be dismissed. Hello, my name is Julie Mahard, and I've had the privilege of um, getting to know these girls. These are my sixth and seventh grade girls um, over the past year. So we have a couple of girls missing today. Cadence and Verity and Bella are out today, but Mackenzie and Kaylee and Nicole and Kara and Grace are here with us. And I'm going to ask them a couple of questions about what we've done this year so that y'all can hear a little bit about what they've been learning and what they've enjoyed most. Um, Kara, what stood out to you the most at our apologetics conference, Chaos to Clarity, and how did that affect you? Um, so the thing that st stood out to me the most was the last speaker who talked about clearing the chaos and committing our lives to Christ. He's, he talked about how different religions have, over time, included a little bit of Jesus in their belief systems. For an example would be Muslims. Muslims believe in Jesus, but, but they um, believe that when he came to the earth, he was a, he was a prophet and not the savior. Um, how, how this would affect me is when I'm older, if I meet somebody who is of a different religion, this would help me to understand where they're coming from. And it helped me to be able to tell them about them what tell them what the Bible says about Jesus. Thanks, Kara. Um, Kaylee, what has been your favorite thing about small group time? Um, my favorite thing is that everyone is so kind, and I love this group of people, and um, I learned so much from our teacher, from you. Thanks. <laughs> Nicole, uh, what's been your favorite thing about small group time? Well, for me, it was pretty much just how open and caring everyone is. Like, whenever one of us would have a problem, we would all just pray for each other. We would support each other, like, no matter what. Like, even though we may not be there in person, like, we're always there for each other through our prayers and thoughts. So, yeah, that's pretty much my favorite thing. Okay, and then, Nicole, last question is, uh, what was the most meaningful thing that we studied this year, and how did that impact you? Well, for me, the most meaningful thing was pretty much how to tell that Christianity is the one true religion. Well, we went over, like, the other ones and what they did. And pretty much they just pulled from other sources. They never really stayed, like, on one track. They would always change. But with Christianity, we always stayed with the Bible, God's word. It never really changes. It's just on point all the time. And that's the most meaningful and for thing, thing for me. 
Awesome. Thank you, girls. All right, junior high boys. All right, so I struggle with names occasionally, but we have Kenneth, Levi, not Paul, it's Blaine, Paul, <laughs> Bennett, and Jonah, and then uh, Mr. Collier here, and then uh, right here in the middle is Mr. Anthony Bittner. He's been hanging out with us for the past few weeks also, but these are our junior high boys, sixth and seventh graders. We have no eighth grade boys in the student ministry, so we get a whole nother year of all the junior high. Yay. Okay, so uh, what well, we're going to be doing the same thing, and so uh, my questions for you guys, we're going to start with uh, Levi down there on the end, is what stood out to you the most at the Chaos to Clarity conference, and how did that affect you? For me, it was the abortion topic. And um, the way it affected me is I just felt really bad for the babies that were getting aborted and the people that were aborting the babies. Okay. And then, uh, Blaine, what stood out to you most about the chaos of clarity? I had two topics that stood out to me. The first one was, uh, was abortion. Because uh, I have a little sister, and we adopted her. And one of the choices that our birth mom had was to either adopt, to commit abortion or give it to us. And thankfully, she chose us. It, it's been really fun having a little sister. And the second topic was racism, the racism topic. Because uh, I play sports and I play with lots of people who, are, who have different colored skin than me. I have a neighbor that's black. Uh, and I know he's gotten uh, picked on just at school just for his skin color. And I think it's just really sad that people will uh, pick on or be extremely rude to people who are a different skin color than them. And then uh, Kenneth also was going to answer the same question. What stood out to me most at the Chaos to Clarity event was the homosexual topic. Just, it was a homosexual man. He gave his testimony of growing up, growing up as that, keeping it a secret in school, and then finding Christ later in his life. And just hearing his testimony kind of made it a lot more real, makes it kind of made it a lot more real, real, and just how that could have, how that affects, affects me is just, like, just respect, just respect people like that. And like, no, no matter how much of a bad of a sin you've committed, God can always turn it around and, you know, forgive you. Awesome. Thanks, man. And then our second question, what has been your favorite thing about small group time, Mr. Bennett? Um, I really like how in small group leaders go over everything that, um, we either don't understand or we have questions about and answer those questions. Okay. And then Jonah, what's your favorite thing about small group time? I like how, I like how Mr. Zach and Mr. John break down the questions so we can apply it to our lives and we can teach it to others. 
I didn't bribe either of them, I promise. <laughs> I was like, you sure you guys want to say that? I was like, all right. All right. And then lastly, Paul, I got a question for you. What has been the most meaningful thing that we've studied this year, and how did that impact you? I really like the topic about world religions because I think it's very interesting to compare their beliefs to ours. So if we were going to witness to someone of a different belief than ours, we could try to compare our, belief, our beliefs to theirs. Excellent. Thank you, guys. It's been a good year. Looking forward to the next one, okay? Um, my name is Brittany, and I work with these lovely girls. These are my eighth grade girls. Um, we have Deborah, Hannah, Eilie, Maddie, Kennedy, Ava, and Chloe. Um, and it has been a blast. I've actually had a couple of these girls for several years, um, and it has just been a blast to love on them and get to know them um, better. So I'm going to ask them a couple questions. Um, what stood out the most to you at Chaos to Clarity, and how did that affect you? Um, it affect me. Um, it just how people can change so fast. Like Bennett Cook, he was part of the LGBTQ, and then once he seen God's glory, it was like he forgot about everything in the world, and then he just seeked God, know God, and love God. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, what has been your favorite thing about small group time? We got it. <laughs> My favorite thing about small group has been being able to strengthen friendships and being able to talk openly about what we're learning and what's happening in our lives. And I believe that's laid foundations for genuine relationships. I'm going to re-ask that first question. What stood out most to you at Chaos to Clarity, and how did that affect you? Um, what stood out to me was whenever they talked about abortion and, like, how, like, 60 million babies are aborted every year. And, like, that's just an insane number. And then I feel like seeing the pictures on the screen or whatever and, like, talking about it more, like, I've always heard about it, but just seeing it made it feel a lot more real. Like, this is actually something that happens, not just something you hear about. Okay, and the last question is, what was the most meaningful thing we studied this year, and how did that impact you? The most meaningful thing that we studied this year to me was um, Mormons and how um, they call themselves Christians, but they believe different things, and um, they just... Um, they believe other things in Christians, and they're very nice people, and they're nice people, but, like, they believe different things, so that's, yeah. Awesome. Thanks, guys.
So my name is James, um, and I get to I get the pleasure of working with Bobby, uh, one of the greatest storytellers in the world, um, and uh, and we get to work with high school students. Um, I say high school because we do have one high school female, so we we're excited about her. So um, so I'm just gonna name names. Bobby's gonna do the questions. So we got Grayson, Tim, JT. I'm partial to him. Uh, Josh, Sarah, Steve, and Luke. So I hand it over to Bobby and do some questions. All right, who has the first question? All right, all right. Just want to make sure the microphone gets there. So what stood out to you the most about the, uh, uh, the conference, the apologetics conference? There were a couple things that stood out to me the most, but um, the, the two that stood out the most were the topics about abortion and the homosexuality topic. Um, they both gave me a greater appreciation for human life and the way God created marriage to be. And they were also really interesting topics because we don't talk about them like a ton on that level. And I learned a lot about um, the, the things that come out of those situations and just like the process and everything. And I think it brought me closer to God through, through it all. Good answer. <laughs> All right. So, um, what was um, uh, what's what's been your favorite thing about our uh, small group time? Um, I think my favorite part about the small groups was uh, how of like a close knit community we were, and how we could just like share anything and everything with each other. And uh, every week, Mr. Bobby would ask us how our how our week had been, and it sounds like something really simple, but we could just see how God had been like working through our lives on a week to week basis, and it was just really cool. And then the second part to that is at the end, we'd always close it um, with prayer requests, and just see how we can be praying for each other and uh, how how we can see God through them. So awesome. All right, so who's got the meaningful thing? Ah, Tim, I knew better than that. Uh, what's the most meaningful thing we studied this year to you? So for me, it was when we did the apologetics courses. Uh, I think there were a couple of different curriculum, but you know, just learning about the foundations of Christianity, I guess how it stacks up against the other religions and really how to defend it as well. I think that's very important for us youth, just to have that foundation laid down. Because as we grow up, for one, we're going to build off of it. So we should have solid doctrine at the basis. But also, we're going to be under attack. And so we need to be ready to defend what we know to be true. And for me, the most impactful part of it was that you know I got to do it in a group. I've studied apologetics a lot before. But being able to do it like at my church with a bunch of other people, you know, it really helped having someone to interact with instead of you know just pouring it into my mind and not really doing anything with it. But being able to talk about it was really impactful. Awesome, awesome. Um, so that's our for our questions. But I just wanted to, I just wanted to thank you, parents, for uh, giving us the time that uh, we had to spend time with these young people and. Um, I am, I'm proud of them as you are, and I want to thank you very much for that. Okay, so I have the pleasure of trying to explain what we've 
gone through this past year uh, with these students. And so as you can hear, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of teaching uh, of depth of to what we believe, why we believe it, uh, issues that the Bible clearly addresses. And so this past year, it's been a pleasure to uh, teach alongside uh, James. Uh, he and I have been partnering on everything uh, this year, you know, who's in town, who's out of town, we're covering this, just cutting the whole thing up and just providing consistent truth to the students. So to give you kind of a, an understanding of where we've been, we started with a apologetics series. I think technically it was five sessions that we probably turned into 15 or so, just based off our ability to be long-winded. But we delved into why apologetics is important. We delved into the difference between being both offensive and defensive. Offensive meaning that we have a rational understanding of why we believe what we believe. Not to create offense in others, but to be on the mark of knowing that we believe something. And then defensively, on the ability to defend our faith. When questions and issues come up and people try to poke and stab at our belief systems, being able to give an answer for that. And so we delved into the rational reasons behind our faith, the authenticity of scripture, the historical accuracies, and in the also the intricacies of our innate moral code, uh, which you know, just clearly illustrates that there is the existence of us coming from a creator. And then we also delved into Christianity versus other world religions and sects as well. And so we actually went through a whole list of topics. Uh, we talked about, you know, how does each religion view a supreme being? What are their key figures in history? What is the person of Jesus? What is the work of Jesus? What is their source of authority? The doctrine of humanity, the basic human problem, the solution to the problem, ethics slash worldview, and then the prophecy of life after death. And we compared historical Christianity against Hinduism, against Mormonism, against uh, Buddhism, against uh, even Native American spiritualism, uh, New Age movement. And we, we contrasted these things, showing the students, this is what we believe. This is how the world views things. And not just giving them those answers, but allowing them to see how even every religion in the world, everybody wants a piece of Jesus. One way or another, they want a piece of him. They know how important he is. They know he's changed everything. And they all poke and they stab. They're like, oh yeah, we recognize Jesus here. We recognize Jesus there. And, and we also studied through a few weeks. We went through a justice series. So we, we used the Bible and we delved into the concepts of what is biblical justice? How does God view justice in our world? We have so many people arguing from both sides of the aisle, from anarchists to socialists. And every single one of those plucks a different string. Of, of our heart of seeing people in hurt and seeing people in pain and wanting to fix the problem. But each one of those things only plucks one string while the Bible, biblical justice strums the whole chord. And it's the only true answer for the hurt and the pain that our world has. And then we also dug into our chaos to clarity weekend. So you heard the students uh, be so deeply affected by those topics such as abortion, racism, homosexuality, you know, living and developing a foundation of their own faith. And after we finished all of that, we decided to dig into 1 John, giving them a strong foundation of why their faith is important. We then turned the page to say you have to continue to walk in that faith. 
It's a daily thing. It's a constant exercise of choosing to be in the light, choosing to walk with Christ on a regular basis. And this morning we uh, actually were in 1 John 4, 1 through 6, and it's so special how God uses these opportunities where scripture uh, in those moments it ties into today where one through six talks about us having to test the spirits, test their answers. And specifically on that one, it asks about testing the spirit on whether it confesses Jesus came in the flesh. And for us, we're able to resonate with that. And the students were able to think back to this whole year, how God brings it full circle for us. And we were able to remember, um, you know, one of the things that we kept going back to was the argument that C.S. Lewis gave. He said, there's only three ways you can look at Jesus. He's either a lunatic who believed he was something he was not and created one of the greatest ruses in all of history, a raging liar who knew he wasn't what he said he was, or he is the Lord. Only three options. You don't get to choose that he's a good teacher. You don't get to choose that he's just a nice guy. You don't get to choose that he has some really special things that you can shape your life around. He is God. And for our students, we have the responsibility to know truth, to test truth against the highest standard of all, which is the Bible, that we're not to shy away from it. And that our students are taught on a weekly basis to know God better to make their faith personal, to own their relationship with Jesus, and to mature in that. We don't want it to be your faith. We want it to be theirs. And for us as leaders, that's where we're coming from. We want them to grow in that aspect, for it to be deeply personal, for it to be theirs, that at one point in time in their life, most likely it will be a day when everything else is crashing around them and their faith and their relationship with him will be that last bastion of truth. Thank you, Zach. I'm really proud of you students and very thankful for you and uh, proud that you are internalizing God's word that you're learning how to open your hearts to God and to each other, and that uh, community is becoming so important to you as you process life together. I am here to thank the adult leaders. And so James and Bobby, <laughs> just the two of you, <laughs> and Julie and Brittany and Zach and... John, and then uh, at the start of the year, we also had uh, Angela Ward was part of the small group, and Jennifer Griebel, and um, they had to, or they're not as currently as involved as they were, but uh, I want to thank you guys. You guys have been heavily invested and very consistent in your investment, and I'm very thankful uh, for that. It's been one and a half years since we've not had a full-time uh, youth uh, leader, and uh, you guys have uh, really 
carried on for us with intentionality. And I appreciate uh, your consistency in showing up. That alone shows a great deal of love, and I'm very thankful for that. Um, I'm, I'm very thankful that you don't just show up, though, to uh, check something off the list or for your own ego. You guys come prepared. You pray through the week uh, for these students. Uh, you care about them. You keep up with them. And you um, prep. Uh, Zach and uh, James have done most of the teaching. I think Angela did a little bit in the fall as well. And uh, we're very thankful for what you guys uh, are doing. And then uh, using kind of a lecture lab model to teach in the morning and process it together in the small groups at night. And uh, I think that's phenomenal in terms of really going deep into the hearts of the, the students. And, um, and so I'm very thankful. We don't take for granted that you guys, um, that this is all you do. You know, you, you have your own lives and your own families. I'm very thankful for the time that you commit to this. And Brittany, I didn't mention Brittany earlier, did I? <laughs> I'll get to you in a moment. Um, but you're all high character. You all have your own authentic pursuits of Jesus. And uh, you know that in this relational discipleship atmosphere that much more is caught than taught. And so I'm very thankful that you on your own are pursuing Jesus and that the students get to watch that and hear from you what it's really like to uh, walk with Jesus in a fallen world. And, and so I'm very uh, thankful for all that you're doing. I'm thankful for uh, not just the teaching and the, the uh, small group community, but the activities that you plan, uh, work working with the worship band and um, the conference that you did and the stuff to come this summer. So thank you guys uh, very much. I do want to thank uh, Brittany, especially because she's been the uh, volunteer leader for us in student ministries. And uh, what that means is that uh, she has to keep tabs on everything that's going on and often comes up with uh, fresh ideas in collaboration with the adult leaders. I'm thankful for how you've worked with them. I'm thankful especially for all the admin, the tedious administrative work that you have done that um, keeps everybody on the same page finds out who's going to be there and who's not going to be there among the leaders and uh, works on the ministry plan and the finances for all of the ministries that take place and um, then keeps everybody in touch and then communicates with parents and with students. So, Brittany, we would not have this going at this level without your hard work as well. And I really want to recognize you especially. I'm not going to let her up here because she loves to give speeches and she would be way too long. Um, and then this uh, summer, part of what they've got going on, can I mention that? A couple of late nights, uh, normal Sunday night, uh, small groups and activities, summer kickoff, I guess, tonight, uh, big deal. And then the, uh, a mission week here in Conroe, where they're going to be serving some of the ministry affiliates that we work with. So uh, there's a full summer coming up. And, and again, thank you guys for working on that and committing to see that through. And, and students, I hope you have not only a great time, but I hope you learn new things about Jesus in uh, different ways of, of looking at life and different ways of serving him and how he can give you strength for that as well. Um, and then to the uh, body, just a quick update on the uh, full-time 
youth pastor search uh, that's ongoing. And uh, the what they've been telling us, we've got a search firm that's interviewing lots and lots of people. They're going to narrow it to about three um, people, and then we'll start interviewing probably in August is when they think they'll have the names uh, for us. So we would appreciate your prayers for that. Um, these uh, student leaders have uh, committed to embrace that, and they'll be a big part of helping us decide uh, who comes to be a, a part of this, and I'm very thankful for that as well. Um, so thank you guys. I'm very, very grateful for your work as pastor, and we are as a church family. Uh, now we get to hear from, on Student Sunday, we always like to honor our two, or our seniors. This, uh, this year we have just two. And so we're going to hear from Tim Vanderkay, who was on Keys earlier. Tim, if you'll come up and, and just give us a testimony of what we've seen God doing in through you this year, and then you'll be followed by Sarah Houses. Thank you, All right. Thank you, Pastor. So I've been asked to tell my testimony, my story, and, you know, as most stories of our life begin, it begins with my family. So my dad is, was a pastor and a chaplain in the Air Force for 19 years. And so growing up, I've been surrounded by Christianity. It's been an integral part of my household, my family. And so going to church, reading our Bible, prayers, those were part of the daily routine. And so frankly, it was, it was not that surprising that at a young age, I was saved. I remember it was December of 2011, uh, so I was six at the time, and I just remember going into my parents' bedroom, you know, I told them I wanted to commit my life to God, and the three of us sat down on their master bed and we prayed together. And so that's how I was saved, that's how I was adopted as one of God's sons. And then after that came baptism. So it was three months later, it actually fell on my birthday, so that was fun. And, you know, I remember that experience a little bit better, maybe because of all the novelties, you know. I was baptized at uh, the First Assemblies of God, and this is the one that's just down the road from here. And just, you know, there's all these cool experiences. I got to see the back rooms behind the sanctuary. I got to get dunked in front of a huge crowd. You know, I got to wear play clothes to church. And then I even got to change out of them afterwards as they were wet and like in a church. And that felt almost sacrilegious. I'm changing in church. <laughs> and so the next big chapter of my faith came uh, when I turned 13. Now, I know that sounds like a big jump, jumping from six years old to, well, I guess seven when I was baptized uh, to 13. But if I'm being honest, the period in between was, you know, rather hazy, slow. I mean, I'd already been going to church, reading my Bible, praying, so I kept doing that. You know, not that much was different. And, you know, I was a stickler for Bible trivia, though. I remember that. I could probably have told you back then, uh, all of the kings of Israel and Judah in chronological order. <laughs> but I remember I was kind of a brat growing up. I was very competitive, you know, I was, I guess I kind of had a big ego, and just whenever, I remember one time playing hot potato at a friend's birthday party, and I threw a fit when I lost. I was like one of the last two people, and I was the oldest one in the game, so that was humbling. But, you know, one day I turned 13. I'm a teenager now, 
And so nothing actually that was special happened right on my birthday, but a few weeks later, my dad put together a special ceremony for me. And I won't go into the details of that, but the core of it was that that day I made a commitment to become a young man, not just a boy. And you see, that, that commitment is what fueled many of the changes that were coming. You know, because of that, because I was now called a young man, I was allowed to go to the men's retreat at our church that summer. And it was a blast. There was all kinds of fun games, but the thing I remember the most and that stuck with me is the, the preaching. And you know, the preacher there, he, he really honed in on this idea that we should be having a relationship with God. That we should, you know, spend time with him through going to church, through reading the Bible, and talk to him through prayer. And now I've been doing those things. I've I kind of treated God like a CEO. You know, I was his employee, you know, I worked for him, I took jobs for him, I even knew about him, but it wasn't really that personal. But the idea that to talk to him as a person and not just as this boss was revolutionary for me. And so it was on the ride home, you know, I talked to my dad and I said, hey, I want to start, you know, doing devotions every day by myself. And that was, that was new for me, and I did it. And I've been doing it ever since. Like, no special devotionals that I used or no plans. I had a technique from, that they taught at the retreat that I used, and I have seen, I'd say, my faith skyrocket since. And so, both because of my commitment to be a godly man and because of starting to invest personal time and devotions and spending time thinking and talking to God, I, my convictions grew. You know, I realized I had to be mature. I couldn't just keep doing the same old childish things. I couldn't keep arguing with my siblings all the time. I had to put that behind me. And my confidence grew too, you know, I think I mentioned earlier, but I've studied apologetics a lot. I threw myself at it. I would devour all these books and, you know, look for apologetics channels. And I even got to the point where I decided I was, like, Googling the top objections to Christianity so I could just mentally, like, go through them and disprove them and disarm them. And, you know, in every case, God has proven trustworthy. And his word has proven solid. Now, there are some difficulties I found in Christianity, and there are many questions that just don't have answers. But the essentials, everything that is foundational, I've, proved, I've seen to be proven rock solid. And well, the one thing that God has been impressing on me, I'd say the most, is the verses out of Matthew 22, 37 through 40. It says, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And you see, these verses, like that's the core of what we are to do and be as Christians. It's the most important thing anyone can do. And so I have so much more to learn about how to love other people and to love God better. And, you know, the rest... The rest of my story, the rest of my testimony, I hope will be God making me more into a man like that, a man who loves him and loves his people. And, you know, that's, that's his plan for me. 
And that's his plan for all of you and for anyone who lets him. So thank you for your time. All right, so I'm Sarah. Um, my faith journey really began like like Tim. I, I grew up in the church. That was, it was normal for me. Uh, going to church every Sunday, going to three churches in a Sunday was normal. And I, I got uh, saved at a young age as well. I, I think I was either five or seven. Everything is five or seven. And I remember sitting running into the bathroom. My mom was in the tub trying to have some quiet, but I was like, no, this is important. Uh, I came up to her and I was like, I, I want to accept Christ, like for real. I want to actually do it. And so she walked me through it. My dad, we, we walked through the, what all it would mean. We talked to my current pastor and it was, it was really cool because I thought like, yay, now I'm a, I'm a big girl now. I've accepted Christ. I'm the Lord's daughter. That's amazing. A few months later, I got baptized because that was, that was what was the next step is proclaiming it publicly to all my friends and family and random strangers in the audience. So, so I did that and it was terrifying but because I couldn't swim so I was scared I would drown but so after that it, it went pretty well life continued just as normal and then I realized after I had been pretty rude to some of people I called friends who uh, I, I regret now uh, I realized that I didn't have a personal connection to Christ that it was just that's what my parents did. That's what everyone else did. So why, why am I actually here? Like, was I actually saved if I didn't really understand it at a young age? I was maybe 14 at that time. And so I was really struggling with that. And instead of running towards God, I started running away, which wasn't, wasn't the right direction. So my parents were, sat me down, and they're like, okay, for your punishment, you are going to summer camp. And that was confusing, but that was the most amazing summer camp. And I felt so close. I really understood. I don't know if it was just the Lord preparing the teachers or myself, but I, could, I understood and I realized I do want a personal connection to Christ. That's something I want to claim. And I wanted, I wanted other people to know that as well. So I told all my friends there that I was rededicating my life at that summer camp. And then I came home and I told my parents that. And they weren't totally sure what I meant by that at the time, but they just supported me. Um, so that was, that was the great step uh, to gain a personal, personal understanding. And I started reaching out to teachers and friends and asking, okay, so now what do I do? They're like, well, maybe find someone and y'all do a plan together or like read through Proverbs 
every month. And I was like, okay. They're like, just to get started. Because that Bible wasn't a regular thing. It was a Sunday thing. So I started doing that. And it was, it was really helpful in my personal faith journey. And then about... Maybe in 2018, I got really sick on my birthday, and I ended up being hospitalized. Um, so that was the worst. And so, but I realized, I, I woke up one morning in the hospital, and my dad was asleep, and I looked out across, like, out the window, and there was just these birds flying, just natural as anything, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm still alive. And... The water was playing. There was a nice little spring or stream. I don't remember. But uh, I just felt very, very known by the Lord. There was no one else awake at this time. Um, But I just felt the Lord, his personal connection. The spirit was very with me. And I just was so happy. It was one of the most joyful times in my life. And then... My body started healing, and then I was able to be released from the hospital and start doing more pull-up competitions um, with my brother, uh, just trying to get back to normal life, sleeping a lot. And so then, when I became old enough and strong enough mentally, I began teaching the Awanas children um, just to give pay it forward. There were so many influential teachers in my life at a young age, and I I wanted to be that for other children. I knew that it was only the Lord through me, that nothing I say would actually help these children. It was only the Lord. And so that's what I've been doing for so many years now. I don't remember. Um, But that's, that's just how I've been with my faith journey. And that was my story. Yes. So the thing that we usually do here on Student Sunday is we have our seniors come back up. So I'm going to put Sarah on this side right here. Timothy, I'm going to put you over here. I think you're Tim, go over there. Thanks. Okay. Uh, and so what we'd like to do is obviously invite their parents up to come pray over them. And then anybody in the body, if you want, uh, we're going to spend just a couple minutes uh, praying for our seniors as they uh, get ready to leave the nest and uh, graduate and move on with their lives. And wherever that is, I believe we're heading to Laterno and Abilene Christian. There we go. I'm not good at remembering some things. Okay, so we're going to pray over them uh, really quick. So if you guys want to, uh, you can come up and pray over Tim, uh, pray over Sarah, and you can do it from right where you are. And uh, I'll close us in prayer in just a moment.
Father, we thank you so much for a family of faith. Like the testimony of uh, Tim and Sarah is they are so gracious about growing up in families that love you, growing up in communities that love you. We pray, Father, that their lives would continue to be touched and influenced by great communities of faith that will challenge love and push them onward in their relationship with you and their development. And Father, we pray for their, their hearts and their minds as they leave the nest and head off to Laterno and Abilene Christian, that you'd continue to be with them as they grow and mature into more of an individual, that those around them would challenge them. But Father, those challenges will always lead back to you, that their hearts and their minds would be focused. We pray, Father, you just continue to be with them, provide, protect, love, and guide them in every step and way of their journeys. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand.
joy of the Lord, it will be my strength. When the pressure is on, he's making diamonds. Oh, the joy of the Lord, it will be my strength. When the pressure is on, he's making diamonds. Oh, the joy of the Lord, it will be my strength. When the pressure is on, he's making, he's making, he's making diamonds. Thank you guys for helping us connect with Jesus today. That was beautiful. That was, that was passionate. I love that. Hey, I've got a quick uh, building on the celebration that the uh, students have led us into. Quick uh, church family announcement. Uh, we have invited, uh, after a couple of months of prayer with uh, Philip and Kimberly Wells, we've invited Philip to be on the elder board to uh, serve as a servant leader. And he accepted. So, uh, just a quick word about Philip. For if, if you don't know him, then I'll tell you quickly about the process, and then we'll uh, head, our, head our separate ways, I guess, or into the hallway for fellowship. Um, Philip is a, a man of high character. He's uh, steady. He's dedicated. Uh, he's thoughtful. Uh, I like him as a friend because he listens, he prays, and he remembers and he asks about uh, how the Lord answered the prayer. I have always appreciated that uh, about him. He uh, pursues integrity, and we've had a lot of conversations about what it's like to uh, walk as a man, a husband, a father in this world and uh, serve Jesus and uh, try to fight for integrity, and I appreciate that about him. He has been a servant leader in the area of Quest. He and Kim uh, have been leaders there. They have led the leadership team there. Uh, they have taken a serious commitment to shepherding. Uh, the members of the Quest uh, Adult Bible Fellowship uh, that meets at 9.30, and I'm thankful for their approach there. He's also taught the Word a great deal. He's a serious student of the Word and loves to discuss uh, God's Word and uh, theology. Uh, so I'm very thankful uh, for all of those things. You may have seen him on the platform when we used a different worship service, worship gathering format. Uh, he often led offering uh, time or uh, the blessing at the end of the time. Uh, he was involved in the current strategic mission planning with the vision, mission, and core value uh, that we completed last year around this time, and even went through uh, a little bit of uh, elder equipping with us uh, in a series that we did uh, a few years ago. And so uh, we are recommending 
committing them to the body, we ask for two weeks. The process is two weeks of feedback uh, to the elders, to myself, for Brad Hayes or Dick Norman. Uh, and you could also include Vess Caperton in that. Uh, we would love to get your feedback in the next two weeks uh, before it becomes uh, official, uh, unless the Lord leads otherwise. So we are very excited, and we want to thank you, Philip and uh, Kimberly, for uh, will it, taking the willingness to accept this responsibility uh, to help shepherd the spiritual life of the church family. So I want to thank you again for being with us today and uh, celebrating with our students what God has done in and through them. So have a great week.